dear Heavenly Father, thank you God for who you are. Thank you that you are worthy, that you were worthy even before the earth had formation, that you were an honorable God even before there was mankind to honor you, that you were a good God and a gracious and a glorious God even before nature could testify to it. Thank you, Father, that glorious is who you are. And I pray for the God that you would help us as we unpack this, as we unpack honoring you as our King, our King of glory. Help us, Father God, to know you better, even as we spend time with you today. Amen. Hello, brothers and sisters. Welcome back to the Extra All 30 Day Prayer Challenge Player. Oh, girl, you better not be playing. <laughs> um, prayer challenge. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, today is a bit sobering for me. It's day three. I'm actually quite scared. I'm recording this at 10 minutes before 4 p.m. So everybody who is joining um the prayer would know that this is a bit delayed but it's it's okay uh, uh, why is today sobering um didn't say that it's a bit sobering for me because even as i'm recording this and it's a bit late already it's making me feel like are you going to be able to do this are you going to be able to see this through so yeah i i would understand if anybody's joining and they just feel like oh i'm already behind and it's just the third day and actually the second devotion but i want us i want us to take a moment and just center ourselves and just thank god for helping us get here right i feel like sometimes we set milestones that are way far ahead when actually the Bible says to keep in step with the spirit, in step, not in path, not in direction, but in step. So day by day, step by step, God is leading us and God will continue to carry us. So yeah, I'm I'm excited about that. I'm excited about the fact that we are on day three already and that we are still doing this, right? And yeah, so today's topic is honoring God. There's actually a scripture that I didn't include in the original devotional. And as I was praying, opening um, for us today, I really felt like, whoa, this is actually such a beautiful um, scripture as well to include. But I, I'll, I'll share it with you on another devotion. Um, yeah, let me give you, let me give you a moment now to, um, pray for yourself also as you are entering into your own time of prayer. Although I did open for us, um, I still want us to have those individual prayers with God, um, those individual moments. So yeah, pause the devotion right now and take some time to pray. Today's scriptures are Matthew 6 verse 9 and Nehemiah 1 verse 4 to 5. Matthew 6 verse 9 reads as follows. This then is how you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. While Nehemiah chapter 1 verse 4 to 5 reads thus. When I heard these things, 
I sat down and wept. For some days I mourned and fasted and prayed before the God of heaven. Then I said, O Lord, God of heaven, the great and awesome God, who keeps his covenant of love with those who love him and obey his commands. I believe that you've prayed and you've um, read the scriptures, but if you haven't, um, I'm also aware that people could listen to this in their cars, driving to work. So I advise that when you get home or when you get a minute, um, play this back or just check the description wherever you're watching. The scriptures will be in the description and the full devotional um, is also written out on the description of the podcast. So I advise that in your um, meditation time or whenever you just have a minute, um, go through the devotional, get yourself a diary or journal, just write out what the Holy Spirit says to you. Some people actually prefer to write notes on their phones because it's more likely that you can go back, you will go back to a note on your phone than on a notebook. So whatever you are most comfortable with and whatever you know is going to help you grasp these principles best, please do that. This is not... Um, just a matter of listening. Like I said, it's us walking together. It's us holding each other's hands and really just walking through this. So yeah, having said that, um, let's get into the devotion. Let's get into today's devotion. So when it comes to honoring God, um, and as you would have heard in, in the opening prayer, one of the things that God has taught me, and I think that it was in the, one of the hardest seasons of my life. Um, if anybody has ever been an unemployed graduate, they would get it. It's literally the pits. It's one of the most depressing um, situations you can find yourself in. Uh, it's not, and I'm, I've never been the comparative type. Like I've never been the child who wants um, Nike shoes because my friends have Nike shoes. Even in my adulthood now, like I, I have a pair of sneakers that are comfortable that are not even like a fancy label or fancy brand. I buy things. Sometimes they could be expensive. Sometimes they are not, but I buy things that I like. Right. And in my adulthood, I'm even getting better because I do buy certain things that are branded. But when I was younger, I really just made do also being the third or five kids. There was someone older who is maybe in varsity and someone younger who needs something for school or something all the time anyway. So I've never been the comparative child to be like, oh, so-and-so has this, even me, I want. But when you are a graduate and you see your peers getting those jobs, buying cars, you know, it, it, it becomes somewhat like a dagger that is stabbed into your heart. You are very happy for them. I personally am very happy for all my peers and all their accolades. Like I celebrate people. My mama raised me well. Okay. But when you are in that situation, it feels like, wow, God, you can do it. So if you're not doing it for me, you probably just don't want to. And that's where I was at. And we'll get to asking um, in the devotion or in the um, prayer challenge some somewhere in the middle but 
I'm just wanting to kind of bring you into the headspace that Nehemiah was in. Um, of course, it's a totally different situation because mine was personal, but his was even on a larger scale because this is the city of God. This is Jerusalem um, for those who don't know the context of the scripture. So, um, Jerusalem was the city of God's dwelling. Um, God had chosen Jerusalem for his temple to be built there. Um, and he had really just wanted Jerusalem to be his it place. Um, so now the, sure, this is a long story, but, um, when Hezekiah was about to die, a prophet came to tell him that, okay, God says you are going to die. So put your house in order. And then Hezekiah was like, no, God, remember all the awesome things I've done for you. Um, and again, that's a topic for another day, but God then sent the prophet back to say, I'll give you 15 more years. Right. Um, Hezekiah was a king. Um, he was a king of God's nation. So God gave him 15 more years in the excitement of being, Ooh, there goes my alarm. Sorry about that. <laughs> in the excitement of being, um, restored or being given more life, he invited the enemy. Well, I don't know if Babylon was the enemy at the time, but anyway, he invited the enemy. Um, I guess it was a frenemy um, at the time and he showed them everything. He showed them the, his kids, the princes, he showed them his wealth. He showed them his land. He showed them his, um, treasure. He showed them everything on the land of God. So basically he exposed um, God's people and God's, um, possessions to the enemy. Right. So in that God said, um, I think God sent, uh, the same prophet to another prophet and the prophet was God said through the prophet, what did you show the Babylonians? And he said everything. And God said, all that you've shown them will belong to them. Like they will come and they will take what you've shown them. So yeah, so that that was like the tragedy that happened. But I think God said this won't happen while you're alive. It will happen when you're dead or something of that sort. Um, but anyway, later on, maybe it's a generation later or a few generations later, um, then the Babylonians um, held captive or took captive the, 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 the children of Israel, right? So they took, um, the, the, it is, they took the princes, they took the wealth, they took the wise men, they took all these people who were smart. Basically they took the people who had built Jerusalem to its splendor to Babylon to build Babylon against like to make it better than Jerusalem. So they wanted to build the pagan city or the pagan, like the native land of the pagans, um, to be more glorious than the land of God. Right. Why are we talking about this? Oh, we're talking about the walls of Jerusalem. So, um, all that has happened. Right. And then at this time, who's this Nehemiah is now also in a foreign land. Um, and he's serving the king. He's one of the king's servants. Um, the king of the land where he is. I'm not quite sure where that is. I may lie. So, um, so that all is happening, right? And there's all this, um, there's all this chaos in Jerusalem. And then the wall of Jerusalem falls because actually the people who were supposed to be holding up the wall are gone, right? The people who are supposed to be renovating and maintaining Jerusalem are gone. They're busy building the, the pagan nation. So, um, the land of these Babylonians anyway, 
Um, so now the wall of Jerusalem falls. And then when it falls, it's like people are now laughing. They're like, yo, these people have been saying that their God is all that in a bag of chips. But look, they can't, they can't even help themselves. It, essentially, um, I feel like this is a mirror of Jesus. Because when Jesus was on the cross, they were like, if you are God, why can't you, you know, take yourself down from the cross? And one of the, the, the other prisoners who was, I don't know if it was on his left or his right or on his side, he said, if you really are God, can't you deliver yourself and us? You know what I mean? And this is literally, in my, in my imagination, I can imagine the enemies like of Jerusalem being like, Joe we thought their God was all that, but he can't even hold up a wall. You know what I mean? Never mind that he allowed for his children to be, um, held captive. Never mind that they all over, you know, all over the enemy nations and Jerusalem is just laying in ruins. Right. And you even see that when Nehemiah starts to build the wall and it, a lot happens in between the prayer and the rebuilding. But when he starts to rebuild, they, they are laughing. And when he's halfway through, they're now fighting. You know what I mean? Like the, people will laugh at you for something. And when you, like when you say, I want to do this, people will start laughing. And when you midway through it, people will start fighting against you, trying to stop you from completing what they thought you could never do in the first place. But anywho, yet another topic for another day. Um, and this is not a shade. <laughs> this is not a shady challenge. This is a God um, challenge. Okay, this is a challenge of a prayer. Um, so, yeah. So, so in this moment that we're finding Nehemiah here, we, he has been exiled perhaps have lost his friends and family. He is serving a foreign king. All these things are happening um, in Jerusalem. And then the walls are also falling on top of that. So in his heart, it was just like, yo, like I can imagine, because it says in verse four that he, he wept, he cried, he fasted, he prayed. And then he said, and that's where we are today in the what he said then right but i want us to kind of understand that when jesus says when you pray say our father in heaven hallowed be your name he's not saying say that when you're happy he's not saying say that when you are at peace or say that when everything is hunky-dory he's saying all the time when you start to pray acknowledge god and honor him he's saying god's honor is not dependent on your situation whether it is great or horrible you still ought to honor god because god's glory does not hang on what is happening around you in actual fact god's glory surpasses all that god's not glorious or glorified because he's done good things for us god is glorious and glorified because that is who he is and you see with Nehemiah in this scripture, because he is going through the most and he's mourning, he's weeping, he's sad, he's just, we are Goa in the South African context. He's just going, like he's going through the most and you find him in this scripture starting by saying, God of heaven, the God who keeps his covenant of love. 
the God. Basically, he's saying faithful God. You are still faithful to your people, even though your people are scattered. You are still faithful, even though we are, you know, and I love how, oh, but we'll get into, we'll get into other parts of his prayer in other devotions because I don't want this to become a lifetime long, but I love how he actually acknowledges that you are the God who keeps your covenant with those who love you and keep your commandments. Okay, he is sober in knowing who God is. Jesus said later, that's what I'm saying, there's so many, so many mirrors to the story of Nehemiah and Christ and or rather what Christ taught because Christ said, if you love me, if you love my father, you will keep his commandments, you will keep my commandments. And Nehemiah was aware that God, we are not in this situation because you've stopped being faithful. We are actually in this situation because you are so faithful that you kept your word even unto punishing the people that you love. That's not where we at. Where we at is in a sober understanding of who God is and understanding that honorable is who God is. Glorious is who God is. Deserving is worthy is who God is. So it doesn't matter what we're going through. I just want to encourage us today, even as you listen to the song of the day, which is I Honor You by Bishop T.D. Jakes. You can find it on any of the streaming platforms. It literally says, I honor you right now just because you are God. I won't stop. I won't, I won't waste time and not honor you because I'm going through this. I'm not got, not going to honor you because I don't understand. I'm not, not going to honor you because blah, 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 blah. But right now I will honor you just because you are God. Regardless of what is happening, it does not take away your Godness. It does not, you know, it does not stop you from being God. And right now, I just want to um, encourage you to just listen to the song if you can find it somewhere. I just really don't like pirating music. That's why I did not include it in the devotion. However, I also want to give you a moment while you are listening to that song to just think about who God is to you. Think about, because I believe that for us to um, accurately have a, have a good definition of what prayer is. We need to know who it is that we are praying to. Why God? Why the Jesus God? Why the God of heaven? Why not another deity? Why not another spiritual being? Why not another higher power? Quote unquote. Why him? What sets God apart for you? What do you find glorious? What do you find honorable about God? And I just want you to take a moment and write that down for yourself. What do you find glorious about him? Now that you've written that down, I want to encourage you that in your prayer time today, just read through the whole first chapter of Nehemiah. When you do have time, read through the whole book of Nehemiah. I believe that it will um, bring into such great light what the what Jesus was saying about prayer in Matthew chapter 6 from verse 9, I believe, to 13. Um, or 12 and read through the whole Lord's prayer and just look for clues in Nehemiah chapter one of what Jesus meant practically about, um, 
the the, the individual prayer points on um, the Lord's Prayer. But even more than that, I just want to encourage you today to just take time and honor God. Look at your list of the things that you find honorable and glorious about God and just spend time um, expounding on each one and just really going deeper and make and finding the God, finding the God that you find honorable in your own individual situation. If all you ever do today is worship, let it be so. But yeah, thank you so much for joining me yet again. And yeah, I will see you tomorrow. See the poster for other prayer prompts um, that you can go through today. But yeah, Thank you so much for joining me once again, and we shall close with prayer. Dear God, thank you that you are an honorable God, and thank you that you teach us how to honor you. Thank you for the many examples of men and women of God whom you've shown us in the Bible giving you the honor that you are that is due to you O oh god thank you for the god even for worship music for the god that reminds us that every praise is due our god every word of worship with one accord and we give you that kind of praise right now that kind of honor that kind of glory for the god I pray that you would be with everyone that is joining us, Father God, for the first time today, that you would give them the courage to go back and just start um, with the challenge for the God. Start with re remembering and relearning the genesis of prayer and redefining what prayer means to them. And from there, Father God, just really coming to a place of acknowledging to whom it is that we pray. And I pray for the God that in so doing, that we would refill our tanks and even get extra oil for the God to just keep our lamps burning until the Savior comes, until our bridegroom arrives for the God. May we never run out of oil. May we never not pray for the God. And I pray for in every situation that everyone who's listening is in for the God. I pray that they would find the honorable God in there. That they would find the glorious God in every single situation. I honor you, O oh God, and I give you praise. <laughs>